The next way you can fund your real estate deals is using private money. So private money is when you are borrowing from a from an individual. So this could be a family member, a friend, which uh, we always recommend don't invest with family and friends. But, uh, you know, that's always an option or other investors. So you're borrowing from an individual, not an institution, not a company, nothing. You're borrowing from another person. They're lending you the money. Now, the pros to this is you can access, you can have access to more capital. So if, like before you had cash, right? It was limited to you. Now, if you get a couple private money lenders, you can actually increase the amount of money that you borrow. We have at this current moment, we have a little bit over $5 million available to us through our private money lenders that we use. This is the strategy that we use the most. Um, it's our favorite, right? Uh, we, we love it just because of that. And another pro to private money is you don't need to put in any of your own money. So depending on your credibility and your expertise and everything, you can do private money loans and they'll fund 100% of the purchase and the renovations. So you don't need to actually come out of pocket in, in, in any way to fund any of these deals. You just need to have the expertise and you need to have the people that trust you that you've built the credibility with, and um, they'll lend the whole full amount. That's what we do. I mean, everybody that lends to us, anybody that um, partners with us on projects and everything, they lend the full amount, the purchase and the renovations. So it's really, really helpful and beneficial. So then that way you can actually do a lot more deals and you can do a lot more business. Another pro is that you can negotiate terms. Because you're dealing with one-on-one, -on -one, you're dealing with that person, you can determine what terms do you need to do. We've done an array of terms, especially when we were starting off. When we were starting off, we we did a private money partnership where they took 50% of the profit. Um, you know, it was a private individual. It was a first renovation. Like, we had a lot to prove. So they took 50%. Then we negotiated to, you know, 12% 12, uh, 12 interest, two points up front, and all of these, and then you can go negotiating. When do you pay it off? Do you pay, do you do monthly payments or do you pay it all off on the back end? All of our lenders, they prefer to get their money once the deal is done. They don't want to get monthly checks. They don't care to get the monthly checks. They'd rather wait until the deal's done. They get all the principal plus the interest back in one lump sum. So they prefer that. Um, you, you can negotiate all of these things if you have extensions if anything that needs to happen, you can do that. With other types of uh, investment vehicles and other options of funding, you don't have those. Uh, you don't have that level of flexibility. Now, some of the cons to using private money is that you do have to pay points and/or interest, right? So, no, that's the other way around. You have to pay interest and/or points. So, what does that mean? Your points is pretty much. You have a lot of people that they'll ask for one or two points up front. This means one to 2% of what you're borrowing, you got to pay up front. All right. So that's what the points are. So if it's two points, it's 2% of what you're borrowing. You got to pay that up front. And then the percentage is the interest payments that you got to pay uh, either monthly or at the end of the project. And these can range from anywhere, you know, we've gotten from 6% all the way to 12% or there's more. There's people that are charging a lot more for their money. Um, that, you know, that's something that's, like I said before on the cash part, it's going to cost you money, right? That you got to factor in these costs when you're renovating properties, 
when you're taking on projects, you got to take into account that you have these expenses that are associated with the deal. All right. So a lot of people, they don't factor in their money costs. And when they finish the project, they realize that they got to spend, you know, they got to put out an extra 10, 15, 20, $30,000 in money costs. Like it's, it's, you know, it can really add up. So you need to be able to factor those in. Another con to this is again, it could be monthly uh, payments. Now we did a video recently on how you can get into trouble if you're doing too many projects at once, because if you're doing monthly payments and let's say you have, you know, five, six, seven projects, that monthly payment now could be substantial amount of money. And if you're not factoring that into your numbers, into your things, it could get to a point where you can't even make the monthly payment, you know, because you, you, the deals make sense. Everything still makes sense, but you never accounted for having to pay that every single month. So that can get very troublesome for a lot of investors. So that's something that you got to watch out for. Another con is extensions. Uh, some lenders, they, if you borrow and you say, you know, I need this money for six months, uh, They'll tell you, you know, after six months, if you need to extend, there's going to be a one point extension fee or two points or whatever it is. Now, remember, the pro to everything is that you can negotiate all these terms, but the con is still the same. You know, if that's the best term you can negotiate and that's the best deal you can get, that's what you got to do. And you got to pay that extension. So that adds on to your cost. So if all of a sudden there's been delays in the market, materials or whatever it is, you got to keep in mind, it's like, you know, that one, that extra point for the extension might be something that's going to hurt. You know, hopefully it's not because you did a good, you did your analysis when you were purchasing the property. So you're not getting in over your head, but I've seen it where people do get in well over their head and that one point extension uh, ends up hurting them a lot. So, you know, these are some, some possible things that you want to keep in mind. Another con is the pain in the ass factor. We, at first, we were so happy to have money, private money lenders, right? We would take on anybody that would say, you know, I have money I want to lend to, uh, for real estate. And we were so excited and ready to go. And it's like, yeah, anybody. And we started working with some people that were like, holy crap, you're a pain in the ass. You know, you're, you're really, uh, obnoxious. Like it's difficult to work with you. So it gets to a point where, you got to weigh that that benefit. When you're starting off, it is what it is. But once you kind of build some credibility, you build some reputation, you build connections, you know, we became a lot pickier. And there's private money lenders that we just don't work with anymore. And they had a decent amount of money, but they were just such a big pain in the butt. You know, they kept having a, they wanted to put in their opinion on how we renovated the projects. They wanted to, you know, check every single time something new was happening and they would get upset if we didn't call them. And for us, all of those things are bogging down the time because we move quickly, right? And sometimes things change, things we need to pivot on the on the moment and we can't be having to call you, let you know. And then if you feel like, oh, I need to stop by to take a look at it, not that it's going to change a damn thing, but you get, you know, your, your panties in a bunch and it's like, it gets really annoying. So you got to factor those things in because when you're dealing with a couple hundred thousand dollars, it can be a real pain in the ass to do. So private money, I put this at an experience level of four. So uh, you need to have experience when you're doing private money, but private money, because at, at this point you're using other people's money. You need to have experience. You need to make sure that they can get their money back. 
you know, um, you can't be taking that kind of risk. Right now in the market, what we're seeing is we're seeing so many people willing to, you know, so hungry to jump into the market that they'll lend to anybody. And they're lending to people that have no freaking idea what the heck they're doing in this market, how to flip a house or anything. They're just hoping that the market pulls them out. Um, this is, you know, I, I hope that you guys have better ethics and morals in this. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you need the experience. This is uh, this is not a, you know, first timer kind of strategy. This is definitely you need some experience uh, doing this consistently, working with money, managing money so you can be able to do this effectively.